This is a download from the Clinical Audit Support Centre Limited. To find out more, visit www.clinicalauditsupport.com. Hello everyone and welcome to our first newscast of 2009, covering the happenings in the world of clinical audit from January to March. As ever, it has been a busy three months with lots happening. Once again, my co-director Tracy Ruthven is unable to join me to share her thoughts with you. But as always, we have discussed the recent comings and goings in the world of clinical audit, so this is very much a joint review looking at the first quarter of 2009. As with previous podcasts, we'll turn our attention initially to look at what has been happening at a national level and finish with details of more local news and forthcoming events and conferences that are likely to be of interest to you. Last time around, we started with news from the Healthcare Quality Improvement Partnership, but to give balance, we'll kick off this newscast with a look at news from NCAG and NAG this time around. Starting with the National Clinical Audit Advisory Group, it is disappointing to report no news of note from this group in the first quarter of the year. The last set of minutes dates back to September 2008 on their website, and although these suggest that the next NCAG meeting would take place in December, no further information is available. We can only assume that the webmaster for the group is slow at updating relevant information relating to NCAG, but this is a pity given that NCAG are the driving force behind the national reinvigoration of clinical audit, and one of the constant and main criticisms in recent times has been a lack of communication and dissemination of important news from those at the top to audit staff and healthcare professionals on the shop floor. Meanwhile, the National Audit Governance Group also appeared to be slightly struggling to keep their website up to date, with little news reported in the opening quarter of this year. The group have announced that Pauline Flanagan has joined NAG to represent Help the Hospices, but minutes from 2009 meetings are not yet available and the forum appears slow. Information on the work of NCAG and NAG can easily be accessed via their relevant websites and both can be located by searching for NCAG and or NAG via Google. Away from the two main national audit groups and turning our attention to HQIP, the consortium running the National Clinical Audit Programme and responsible for reinvigorating local audit, they have once again had a busy opening to the new year. Many of you would have booked onto their first conference taking place at the Belfry Golf Club in Sutton Coalfield towards the end of April. As reported in the last newsletter, this event incorporates the inaugural Clinical Audit Awards and finalists for the Sustained Improvement Award, Patient Involvement in Clinical Audit Award and Clinical Audit Programme of the Year Award have been announced with Hampshire Partnership Trust gaining an impressive hat-trick of nominations. We understand that the conference is full and all places have been allocated. We intend to give feedback on the event in our next newscast. Perhaps the main news from HQIP during the first 90 days of 2009 relates to the product procurement process, details of which were released in January. As you are probably aware, HQIP has a key role in providing NHS staff with useful audit tools and templates and in mid-January, HQIP invited bids for 20 products, including a clinical audit strategy, a guide to audit, research and service evaluation, a template clinical audit report, 
a template clinical audit annual report, a code of practice for professionals undertaking clinical audit, a clinical audit awareness training resource pack, etc. It is not yet known who has been awarded the various tenders for these products, but this information will be released at their Belfry event, which will also provide delegates with the opportunity to see and comment on proposed products. We understand from Darren Thorne, head of the LQIP team at HQIP, that these tools will be made formally available in July. As an organisation, we did consider bidding for products, but we chose not to as the timescales for submitting bids were very short, and it is clear that all of the products to be procured by HQIP already currently exist in the NHS. What will be interesting to see is how HQIP promote procured tools. For example, are products being provided on an optional basis, thus allowing healthcare professionals to choose if they want to utilise HQIP's resources, or is it expected that audit professionals will use HQIP audit report templates and annual report templates, etc., to standardise the work they deliver? We assume it will be the latter, otherwise audit professionals will lose a great deal of their autonomy and responsibility if they have to adopt HQIP products. We'll wait and see what happens. In further news from HQIP, the consortium announced in January that they will define quality markers that secure agreement on what constitutes criteria for quality in clinical audit. The rationale behind this is that the standard of audit in the UK is currently very variable and it has been proposed that the development of quality markers will help to improve the consistency and delivery of audit. As part of this piece of work, HQIP held a number of events in Bristol, Leeds and London and they have also undertaken some desk-based research and consulted widely on this. It will be fascinating to see what markers HQIP develop and we broadly welcome this undertaking. From the perspective of the Clinical Audit Support Centre, the key marker for successful clinical audit is simple. Did the work improve patient care? Or did it at least prove that the appropriate care was being delivered to patients? If the answer is no, it doesn't really matter what other markers are met. So we eagerly await publication of these markers and it will be fascinating to see how current audit in the NHS fares when projects are compared to the new markers. Also in this quarter, HQIP announced further plans to extend their team with the appointment of three new LQIP facilitators. They are also looking for clinical champions who can help promote audit. We understand that the eagerly anticipated National Clinical Audit Forum will go live in April and HQIP also published their first monthly electronic newsletter in January. To subscribe to this, please visit their website. Moving away from HQIP, a number of other recent important developments you should be aware of. Perhaps most important of all, on the 1st of April we saw the launch of the new Care Quality Commission. The CQC brings together the Commission for Social Care Inspection, the Healthcare Commission and the Mental Health Act Commission. The CQC will act as the new health and social care regulator and will possess a wide range of powers. As the creation of the CQC falls just outside the opening quarter of 2009's events, we will wait until the next newscast to provide more information for you. But if you acquire details of the CQC, 
visit their website which is www.cqc.org.uk. The first quarter of 2009 has seen a considerable amount of activity in terms of events and conferencing. As mentioned, HQIP's National Conference takes place in April and February saw Healthcare Events Annual Audit Conference held at Savoy Place in London. Sadly, the two days were partly disrupted by snow and bad weather and the turnout appeared lower than in previous years. Day two was shortened and I have been unable to gain feedback on the Town Hall debate despite asking for comments on various websites. A number of forthcoming conferences were announced in spring 2009, with the International Society for Quality in Healthcare choosing to hold their annual event in Dublin during October. This should be an excellent event with those working in quality assurance converging in Ireland from across the globe. Also in March we announced details of our third National 2020 conference taking place in Leicester in September. Once again we have put together a fine programme of speakers with Olympic gold medal winning hospital doctor Tim Brabant delivering the keynote presentation of the day. As with the 2008 conference, attendees have the opportunity to take part in the poster competition voted for by delegates. Visit our website for more details. Those of you hoping to gain recognition for your hard work may also be interested in the news that NICE have set up their Shared Learning Awards. There are three separate categories for these awards and submissions must reach NICE by the end of September. Shortlisted candidates will be given the platform to present their work at the NICE conference in December. For more details visit the National Institute for Health and Clinical Excellence website. Still on the subject of NICE, but this time focusing on the city on the French Riviera, news has reached us that the next International Forum on Quality and Safety in Healthcare Conference will take place in Nice in spring 2010. The event attracts speakers from across the world and more details on how to submit posters and book onto the conference are available via BMJ Publishing Group website. In other news, we announced the first series of clinical audit webinars that will take place from May to July 2009. For those of you with no prior knowledge of webinars, a webinar allows you to take part in an online event. Attendees will be able to listen to presentations, ask questions and vote and comment on key matters arising. The first webinar in May will be a pilot and access will be restricted to invited members but the June and July events will be open to all, so please visit our website if you are interested in participating. OK, I think that pretty much summarises the key happenings in the world of clinical audit during the first quarter of 2009. The next three months promise to be eventful, and we will be back in July with another newscast for you. This broadcast was recorded on the 24th of April 2009 and is copyright of the Clinical Order Support Centre Limited. Reproduction of this download is prohibited. Rebroadcast of this work is forbidden without the expressed written consent of the CAST team. <laughs>